This is the VTA for August 13th. Happy Friday the 13th. Let's get into it. Um, the USDA came out with a little bit of a sticker shock, mostly on the corn number. Um, so the market was thinking that the, the, the report would be somewhat neutral, maybe even bearish. Um, they thought that they would lower the bushels per acre outlook on corn because they hadn't really touched it in July. But what actually ended up happening was that the, the number on the bushels per acre for the corn production went down by almost four bushels from July. So it's now sitting at 174.6 bushels per acre, which somewhat was below trade expectations and shocked the market a little bit. Now, why did the market think that the number wouldn't be that low of a drop? Well, it's pretty simple. Every single week on Tuesday, the USDA has been sending out crop progress reports that have actually improved since, you know, the big drops that we saw in June. So the crop improvement, you would think that it means that the number should have stayed a little bit more flat from July and it didn't. So that kind of shocked everybody. Demand um, also on corn was lowered on feed and extra exports. So the carryout in general is 190 million bushels lower um, from the July number and we are sitting with an 8.5% stocks to use on that corn crop in the U.S. Anytime you get below 10, it's somewhat of a bull on corn or considered tight in quotes. Um, there is still a fair chunk of corn and the Iowa crop ratings um, that have been coming out and, and even what we're anticipating for harvest are still high. So we could see that number change, but definitely a bull yesterday. Globally, supplies also took a little bit of a production hit in Brazil. Um, now, Brazil, interesting, started in April with 102 million metric tons outlook on their safrina crop. That is now 87 million metric tons. So Brazil continues to shrink that crop, and uh, global supplies are down 3 million metric tons because of it on this report. So corn, little bit of a bull yesterday. Soybeans are neutral. Soybeans really didn't do much. They they they're now calling the the crop in the U.S. 50, mil, 50 billion, or sorry, 50 bushels per acre, which is down only 0.8 from July on 87.6 million acres, which lowered the supply by about 40 million bushels. Um, on the flip side, both crush and export demand also lowered. So between the two, supply drop a little bit, demand drop a little bit. We have a net carryout at 155 million bushels, which is still a tight number, but really a non-plus from the July reporting. Uh, global production numbers and carryouts did the same thing. We did lower Argentina, but uh, really the situation globally is nothing changed from July. So soybeans, neutral. Uh, wheat was also bullish, but the trade more or less had already anticipated this um, coming into the report. So what did they do? On 47, 6.7 million acres, um, they lowered the bushels per acre down to 44.5 bushels per acre versus 45 from the last report. The interesting thing continues to be the abandonment number. So they didn't touch the acres on the spring wheat or, or the wheat in general. And it's sitting at 3% abandonment. And a lot of people think that number is a little higher. So that could be something to watch out for in the coming reports. How much actually got harvested versus seeded. Uh, supply... Um, is down obviously because of that bushel drop. Demand also dropped, however, with feed use seen to be lowering. Um, carryout uh, dropped 
only 38 million bushels from the July, but still a bullish and a very tight crop in the U.S. Globally, supply was lowered uh, 12 million metric tons overall, um, and that is the same as the overall carryout number, which is 12 million metric tons lower than July. The big culprits were the Canadian production number, which is now 24 uh, million metric tons expected, or a 7 million metric ton drop in the last month. Russian supplies also are seen to drop, and, and they dropped by 5 million metric tons because of the problems we're seeing in Russia as well as Kazakhstan. Uh, Australia, however, has increased supplies slightly, but overall, global wheat, f um, and, and this was anticipated, global wheat did fall, and uh, protein in particular is is uh, seen to be very valuable right now because there's not a lot of it. So wheat, bullish story. A couple comments on wheat. I already mentioned the abandonment number to watch out for, but I would say that even though we are tight and tight protein in particular, global wheat supplies are still at 776 million metric tons of production, which compared to last year, we're kind of at the same spot as we were last year. So the global supply of all wheats is still sizable. So we have a lot of supply of global wheat. Protein is where we're short. Um, however, with the global pandemic of the COVID Delta coming back, as well as inflation, you might see some of that demand be kicked down the road. And uh, for all intents and purposes, Canadian product and Canadian prices continue to be islands of themselves. So they are well over the global market. Um, you know, Australia can sell for a lot cheaper. There's a lot of places that are selling and meeting the demand for our export at a lot lower value. So this this demand bull, this price increase we're seeing in spring wheat is more North American um, isolated. And um, the fact that we are still so overpriced globally could threaten product once we get some of this, um, you know, maybe some rationing comes in to take care of the North American protein problems. Um, so we are overpriced. We'll see what rationing does. We'll see what, um, you know, how we cover this as harvest commences. But, you know, spring wheat continues to be bullish. But as I would point out on the chart today, we are approaching a 10-year high. Um, and as we approach some of these resistance values, it's important to make sure that if you're undersold or you haven't made very many sales, and I understand there's not a lot of supply out there, right? You're, you're worried about your production. It might be a good opportunity to take some risk on versus maybe locking the bins, right? So as we see these futures really go up, um, good opportunity to sell into them and uh, you know take some risk on. That would be all I would have uh, for the USDA as well as the markets. For the harvest, we are about 1% done in Manitoba and 4% completed in Alberta and Saskatchewan. Most of that is in the pulses. Um, so we have a lot of harvest left to go. Expect us to give you updates on that as it comes off in the next few weeks. But uh, good luck and be safe out there as we get rolling.